breached the Black Helpline. The revolution will not be televised. Press is here. I'm like, no, it's my uh, stage name, but nice. cool. So what is your stage name? K-Radio. K-Radio. Yes. All right, K-Radio. K. Tell us about you. <coughs> Welcome to the Black Helpline. What's up? What's up? What's, What's up, up, everybody? I'm happy to be here. I'm really so great to have to you here. here. Thank you so much for coming by. Thank you for having me. Now, I'm um, born Chicago area, Evanston, raised in Minneapolis. Um, ETHS. Yeah, ET. I was literally right behind the high school, yeah. like on Fowler. Slovakis. Yeah, you, yeah. Were you old enough to go to Slovakis back no, in the day? No, yeah, yeah. I would go to Heckies, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Summers, yeah. Yeah, I was literally one block behind the high school. So, right on. yeah, I'm you know all all types of different multimedia artists, voice actor, producer, songwriter, um, just doing a lot with my voice and artistic talents. But music is where my passion is. So. Excellent. And you just had an EP drop last week, right? Yeah. So I did a, a collection of EPs that was like a personal goal this past year. Um, it was called the Sync Series. I see 111, 222, 333, 444, 555 every day. Um, mm -hmm. And it was kind of like, okay, I'm seeing these numbers. So I decided to make each EP reflect that. So I did 111 through 555 and just wrapped up the last installment this month. So all produced, mixed, recorded, everything by me, written. So it was a personal goal. That's huge. Congratulations. Thank yeah, that's Thank dope. That's much. dope. We're going to be hearing one of the songs later. Yeah, it's, it's literally my favorite of all Silk the, Pillowcase? Yep, Silk Pillowcase. That's my favorite track. So. And how long is that one? Uh, about three and a half minutes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, it <laughs> is it exactly three and a half minutes? Yes. That's funny. That's funny, yeah. Well, I was looking at the when I was recording, so maybe it's implanted here. Yeah. I don't know. Well, so what's, what's the impetus behind Silk Pillowcase? Uh... A lot of different things. One was, um, you know, the whole point of doing this whole series was I, I have, um, you know, battled anxiety my whole life. And up until, you know, my career was really, really on this trajectory about four or five years ago. It was really, really, really going. And then uh, anxiety just became so debilitating in my life. Like it had kind of taken over work, music, everything. Amen to and that. Yeah, yeah, and it, it literally for the past four years, I just felt very stagnant with the amount of uh, music I was putting out. I was still creating, but I wasn't releasing anything. So I have many, many, many different songs um, that I just didn't put out. And I'm not big on New Year's resolutions or anything. I just kind of look at them as more goals or objectives, but I made this, this promise within myself like okay let, let's go back to kind of the basics and scratch all the collaborations and just do what is this music and how does it reflect you so I just kind of made it like my my prerogative to just sit down and without thinking too hard put these demos out into the world and just go okay kind of the, like clean the palette and just start fresh so I'm kind of shocked at how I did it you know it was just like if I thought too much about it like with my anxiety in general I would stall or I'd look at the rollout and everything and it just became like all right let me mix this let me get it mastered and let me just put it out um, so that was what the whole point of the series was how long you been in the game almost 10 years now nine right. and a half so wow yeah, yeah you got in there you got in there young yeah you it know. was I graduated college and secretly it was like all right I got my degree I got what everybody else wanted me to do but yeah. I wanted to make music, and so right. I made that my my goal, my kind of secret goal, and went with it. 
So I knew if I listened to too many other people's opinions, it probably wouldn't have happened, to be honest. Well, it would, it would help that anxiety along, too. If, <laughs> yeah, if you let, right? the, if you yeah. let those opinions creep in, oh. all those other things start creeping in as well. Exactly. Minneapolis you know. is all about opinions. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, None of them are that good. supportive <laughs> either. No, they, they're really no. not. You know, honest. sadly, it's yeah. usually this weird side-handed, oh, well, that's really great, but... Yeah, you know. I, I've kind of taken it as like... I used to think, oh, okay, but the intrigue, I think, comes from, like, the more that you do, people are just more surprised. Right. So it's yeah. not necessarily, like, genuine support. Some to some of it is, but it's more like, oh, here she goes again with something else, you know? Well, and especially mm. if, you're, if, you're, if you're a woman and you're actually trying to do that, one of color in particular, and mm-hmm. you're trying to do that kind of work, no one's going to take you seriously right away. So you no. just got to go with the naysay and just move that along to the side yes. and do right. your thing, you know, yep. by your pace the same way you've done it, with your own yeah. pace and your own stick. Yeah. You know, use your stigma, not theirs, you know. Yeah. I mean, even when I started, because I graduated from UW-Madison, but when I moved back, the first few, like, press pieces I would get or anything would be, like, Madison native K-Radio or, you know, it would be, like, Wisconsin. And it's like, no, I'm from here. And, like, I still run into that. Like, and it's been very frustrating sometimes to be like, yo, please claim me, Minneapolis, you know, without (laughs) wanting it. But it's like, it's frustrating. Like. I'm out here trying to rep y'all. Like, please rep me. Oh, they try so. to regionalize people yeah. a lot. Yeah. Trying to stick you in Madison, Wisconsin. Like, yeah. like you on State Street with a guitar case yeah. over. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. No, it's so true. It is. It is. My goodness. You get it. <laughs> Shit, I'm saying, I'm saying, I got the no. visual right now. Yeah, no. me too. Yeah. Hilarious. So if I be tripping over that suitcase, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. It was oh. me on the way to class. Like, oh, my gosh. Out there for tuition. Yeah, out there for tuition. Or beer. It uh, is yeah. Wisconsin. <laughs> a little bit of well, I think we've all been through a little bit of that in our in our time. You know, <laughs> um, all of us in this room can also have those stories to share about, you know, being stigmatized by just just by appearance or if you're trying to be an individual. Right. You know, yeah. individuality seems to be something that eludes a lot of people these days, especially with social media. Yes. And all this information in everybody's face. You know, nobody can take the individual seriously no you know yeah let's go back to what your your surrogate grandmother was saying you were telling me about her tell us what oh yeah i i so i had i've had kind of a magical day and this is kind of capping off the red the rest of the magic but i spent uh the afternoon with like my i call her my adopted grandma she was this elderly woman that worked <coughs> in my high school mm-hmm. um who's now 83 and i went and surprised her she's a north sider has lived in her house for over 40 years off 35th and um we sat there and I was sitting there thinking, you know, I really want to talk. We don't talk about, you know, to our elders about, you know, we're all so in our worlds, but it's like to be 83 and reflecting and seeing the world from her perspective, I was like, you know, what what has given you this longevity in your life? Like, what do you think has really helped you live such a long life? And she was like, and I can cuss, right? All right yeah, cool, cool. I got like, yeah, I'm so Please. used to doing radio interviews where I'm like, uh, you can uh. cuss. Yeah, okay, cool. But she literally was like, I'm like, so what is it that has kept you living this long? And she's like, I just stopped giving a fuck what everybody else <laughs> thinks, you know? And she's like, yeah. I eat what I want, I drink what I want, I do what I want, and I don't look over my shoulder. And that really resonated with me because I think even with my anxiety, what is really permeated that is when I first started making music 10 years ago, 
nobody knew that I even sang for the most part. You know, it was like this was a personal dream and I didn't have that weight of like, oh, what what does everybody else think? It was just like, all right, let me do this, kind of like throwing whatever stuff to the wall because I loved it. And in those 10 years, then all of a sudden there becomes like that being under the microscope and it takes away. And I felt like that was really what had kind of happened for the past decade and I had to get back to center or try to remember what was it that prompted me to do this in the first place. That's what I did the EPs for, honestly. Get recentered yes. and be honest. Yep. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's well, definitely a good 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 for her. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. She's, yep. Shout out Mark. When you stop get when you stop giving fucks, things get a lot easier, don't yeah, they? Yeah, baby. Remember when we remember remember when that when that revelation came? I wish no. it had happened when I was way younger. It, you know? it, it happened like when I was fairly young. Yeah. yeah. And I just eased into it more. Yeah. It's, it's kinda nice. Forty thirty yeah. was like 40. Yeah. About me, about twenty-eight me, for me. Me mm-hmm. about me about in my late thirties when I really just really gave no fucks. Yeah. You know, just gave up. It feels good. It does feel it's good. It's liberating. Yeah. 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 No no reason to lie anymore. More. Once no. the lies are done, every you don't have to look over your shoulder anymore. No, yeah. you don't have to double check. You know. Yeah, well, the lies. I mean, forget about the lies. It's also why am I living my life according to your rules? That's exactly. always the way that I've. Well, how's the saying go? Don't give people real estate in your mind. You know. Yeah. Don't let people live there rent free. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's so true. Hosting a party I wasn't invited to. <laughs> oh, shit. It's like, I got some other people in there. Be careful. I got yeah. a lot of other people in there. Too many. Too many. So, so K-Radio, tell us about, you know, being a, being a woman in a man's world. In oh, particular, boy. you know, soul and all that, soul music and the kind mm-hmm. of stuff that we're going to be listening to here in a little bit. Yeah. Is... You're producing it. You're you're writing it. You're making it. You know how does that play against the the norm? Well, for me, when I first started out, I realized, especially, and I know this can be something said of many different scenes, but here specifically, it became like, oh, so you write. Well, here's the person that can produce, and here's the person that can mix, and here's and it became so many different hands in the pot. And I remember um, performing about four years ago and having this big you know, show and being on stage and I wasn't present because I literally thought, wow, there's so many different hands in this claiming, you know, right. oh, I did this, oh, I did this. It was like, this isn't why I'm doing this. And I think for many years I kept having this like different voice being like, nah, this ain't it, this ain't it, this ain't it. And I don't care what anybody thinks. I am a control freak, but I think it's because like the reason why I make music is so much deeper than why a lot of other folks are doing this. And I realized very quickly, like, yes, I have a gentle demeanor. You know, people can really like they they misread me so often because of how I come off as approachable or I was realizing like, oh, this helping hand, it would be like, oh, yeah, I'll do this for you. But I'm gonna hold this favor until later on. It wouldn't really be, hey, I wanna help you out. It would be, I wanna help you out, dot, 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 until I need something. And unfortunately, majority of that was coming from different male artists or different male producers. Even folks recently that, you know, I thought, oh, wow, we've worked on this together or you really understood what I was going through. Especially when you work on a project. Every time I work on a project, it's because I'm, I'm coming through the storm, to be honest, like many artists. But I'm a very vulnerable and honest person and it would be very hard to go, oh, wow, so I shared this space in the studio and worked on this project mm-hmm. with you and you're not paying me the money that I thought I should get or you're pulling the plug on the show or I just started to realize like 
people move funny and mm -hmm. I'm not that type of person like what you see is what you get but I also am a Leo and I also had to show that fire you know or it would be like <laughs> when I get disrespected you get to see the real Krista and I realized very quickly like Minnesota can have a very passive-aggressive you know way that people go about the world I'm you know I'm from Chicago yeah. truthfully that's not how I operate that's and right. so I realized like <laughs> I had to kind of show that you know like and you kind of see like when that when that that switch kind of got turned on especially yep. for me this yeah. past year like people's eyes get big and it's like but it was like no this is really me you know and it felt good to be there but it was hard because I realized I let a lot of people in way too close that were dimming my light, that I thought were really trying to help me out. And <laughs> when I would work on something and it's like, oh, you're going to LA and you're working with this major artist, or oh, you got this, but you're getting all these opportunities off of stuff that we did together. And finally I started to put my foot down, like, no, nah, what about me, you know? And it, it for a long time here specifically, that's not okay. It's like, oh, you know, like, oh, that's cool, but you're not supposed to be like, no, nah, I deserve this. Like, no, you're not. You, you're not. Yeah. You're you not know? supposed to be like, oh, I deserve this. Also, if you yeah. fly too high, somebody will try to pull you down. One thing I've noticed, yes. and it's a real drag, it's a real bummer. Yes. But one thing I've also noticed is that when people are really down, they're willing to help you back up so it's yes. kind of like this weird middle ground you can't fly too high and you can't get too low yes which it'd be great if people could be more supportive and yes. just let people just fly away but there'll always yeah. be somebody who's jealous just well, straight mis up misery loves, misery loves company yeah it does. it's true and it it's does. very sad it's under the guise of Minnesota and, when, nice. and, yeah. and like and like you were saying when you actually do stand up for yourself especially mm -hmm. if you're a loner mm -hmm. if you're forced to be a loner in a place where people don't actually speak their minds yes then they see this other side of you when you you know when that when that when that street come out and you're like oh 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 well yeah. then they all of a sudden they respect you yeah because you know? they don't want to yeah. see that part again because you know? that's that's how it was. <laughs> no they don't no, they don't they don't and it, it, it became like seeing that and you know being self-aware enough to have people like realizing okay this is me reasserting my power but then because of the person that i am like i got a cocoon so it's like i started to feel all these different experiences mm -hmm. or see these different things and i'm like I gotta get my head right because I can't deal with other people's opinions like I gotta get back to who I am but it, it is unfortunate and I do think to be really honest after Prince's death like I felt like in Minnesota there was this gold standard no one is ever going to be Prince no one was ever going to reach Prince's you know legendary status, status. Right. yeah but after Prince's death it for myself as an artist I kind of see this like rat race for this golden star this golden ticket with other mm -hmm. artists here but it's like the respect and the camaraderie is out the window but nobody wants to call it that so it's like still trying to move in the way that people move as artists really? but not being real honest about it like okay you want to reach this level of commercial success cool then just be upfront about it don't pretend that that's not what you want to do don't put a song out that's got this social justice coin term around it but then be like you know i'm still trying to make this top 40 then do both you know then like just be honest about what yeah. you want to do but i think a lot of people aren't about the art they want to get famous and that to me i've seen both sides of that screen and it's like i'm here for the art because the fame is an illusion it truly is right on it is it truly is well if you're trying to please everybody you're never going to please anybody no 
Well, that's what no. Prince was all about, the art. Mm-hmm. He was about the art. The fame came with it, obviously, but you saw how he was in private. Right. Yes. You know, he wasn't about the fame in private, you know. He was to, he was about enjoying my music, enjoying my art, come to my house, enjoy my art, yeah. blah, 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 stuff like that. Yep. But he was... So I was disgusted by what they did after he died. Disgusted. Yeah. They sold it to they, Elvis's I know. handlers. Yeah. I know. I know. And, then, and as an artist, like for you, when you see when you see yourself moving, making moves and stuff like that, mm-hmm. do you still, till this day, get that backlash from a place like Minneapolis, from people you've known before? You know, when they know that you're doing what you're doing out west. You know, it's it's wild because it's like. I realize when I, because I'm not someone who like posts a lot when I travel. It's mm-hmm. like when I come back, then it's like, oh yeah, I was in LA, or oh yeah, I was in Chicago. And it's funny, I mean, it's like the way that social media has affected our lives, and I think for artists too, is there's so many folks like locally, I'm gonna be really honest, there's a lot of people having way more photo shoots than they're putting out singles. Like it'll be like, oh, here's the fourth <laughs> photo shoot with this photographer. I had to have like the first photo shoot in like five years this past year because I just am so much more like, let me put the music out. And it's not, you know, better or less than, it's just different. Because I, I realized like with social media, there's been much more of a push of you got to show who you are and you got to well, be they're who trying you to, are. They're trying to be influencers first. Yes, yes, yeah. that's yeah. it. Yeah. And, you know, when I was in L.A. this last month, it was really funny because my brother and I took a trip and we were driving and we saw this wall and it was like, all these different people spaced out against this wall, but all taking the same picture of like, oh, I'm in front of this wall and I'm doing this and I'm holding this. And it was like, is this a movie? Like, it just didn't feel like real life. It's like all these people pretending to be individuals, (laughs) but nobody can see that there's eight people lined up against this wall taking the same photograph. And that's what I feel like with the music scene sometimes is it's a lot of smoke and mirrors or people want to get the sold out crowds at the shows, but they're not taking care of their voice. They're not, you know, curating a good set. Mm-hmm. They're, it's not about the art. And like, I get why Prince, you know, was here and why he was in Chanhassen and why he was out here and would come back and forth. Like we were talking about, you know, coming back from the West Coast and wanting to be cocooned in a sense. Mm-hmm. But also I get why bringing everyone to Paisley or bringing people to you and being able to curate that energy or that vibe. I don't like to go out a lot. Like I'll go to a couple shows, but It has become such a, I'll go to somebody's show and it's like, so what are you working on? What's going on? And it's like, can we watch this set? Like people are so (laughs) wanting to network. And I was such a collaborative artist for a long time, but it started to feel like, wait, why are we collaborating? Are you collaborating because you like me as an artist? Or is this like, hey, let me get on using you as a tool because I've been there, you know? And Minneapolis sometimes can be one big giant song. Like, you can respect another artist without having to jump on a track with them, you know? And I don't know, I had to kind of take a step back because it became like, wait, am I doing this for me? Or am I doing this because I feel like pressured from other artists locally to have to collaborate? And that's not what I started doing this for at all. Well, I think some artists, um, and that would include basically any art out there, have a real hard time selling themselves because there is commerce to art. And I think too many people focus on commerce and not necessarily on the art and that goes back to the fame and that goes back to the notoriety and the money and everything so maybe it's yeah maybe maybe people need to kind of check why they're getting into arts is it because you think you're going to get rich because it's going to be real sad road if it doesn't happen (laughs) yeah or are you going to be happy doing the art yep and then everything follows and it's great and it's a win-win 
It so. is. And you know, it's unfortunate because it's like being, you know, being an independent artist, I get to see who's buying my music. I get to see the stats. It's really interesting. And sometimes I do wonder if some of these artists that are so quick to sign really don't realize like the whiz behind the curtain. I've seen the whiz behind the curtain, no. you know? I'm checking, you know? Like, they, there's like this pomp and circumstance and even the people around them are helping them to portray this image. But it's like, I see my Bandcamp sales, you know? Mm -hmm. It's enough to buy some groceries to be real, you know, because people aren't buying music. It yeah. becomes like the shows, the touring, the merchandise, and it does become like this idea of commerce. But I also see so many folks that when I started making music 10 years ago, maybe they got a, a sense of fame or they got like a great single or they got really linked in with the right people but now they're modeling or now they're you know an influencer now and it's like was it ever about the music and that's well, just kind of well, like I, what i think about i always i have i always go by the thing and i'm sure you do too feed your soul and the riches will follow mm -hmm. you gotta feed your soul i mean that's why you got into the art in the first place right that's why we're all creative right mm -hmm. we feed our souls and our souls feed us yep you know but when you're when you're when you're feeding your soul and then you're trying to feed all these other all these scragglers around here that just want to hang on for a little bit of that fame that takes a little bit of your soul away a it little does. bit at a time it's yeah. trust you know and, and that circle for me is i mean it's it's a pin now you know it's like <laughs> yeah. when i first started performing and that's been really wild too and it's been a hard realization but when i had shows years ago it'd be like packed full of hey you know we're coming out we're coming out those same people don't come to my shows anymore um and part of it was more of like it was a party for people and i was younger too it was fun you know there'd be the after party and all this but then you realize very quickly like who's taking their wallet out at the end of the yeah, night yeah yeah you know and i had that realization like whoa so who's closing the tab oh it's krista you know <laughs> you know it's Kay. so mm -hmm. it's it's something though and i think that's just life it doesn't matter like what industry you're into like just keeping a, a tight circle it's also we're in a time where like it's tough out here regardless so it's like people are trying to feed their families people are trying yeah. to find a way to pay their bills and as an independent artist i have like multiple streams of income to try and make it one you right. know so i'm oh, not the gig economy oh the gig economy oh, you yeah. know which is also shifting um but it's something too where it's like you can lose yourself so quickly right now in this day and age with social media because that adrenaline rush from getting a, a notification or from, you know, it just has become a monster in a sense where it's like, in one way, I'm grateful for the internet. My music wouldn't reach where it's reached without the internet. But in another sense, it gets to a point where it's like, you know, I'll meet people and they'll go, oh, you know, you don't look like how you sound. And it's like, well, what kind, what kind of, of shit yeah, is that? Yeah. What well, kind of shit is that? And I get that a lot. You what know? do they think? What? I don't even know. It gets the wheels spinning. You know, I don't know what that comment means. Welcome to our world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know? What the fuck is that? Yeah. They know what we happens. sound like yeah. when we start, when, when that when that street come out, though. It's like, oh, oh yeah. now you look like, you, now you sound what you look like. What are you doing Wait listening to that? Yeah. Yeah. All the time. It's wild, you know? So it's like, being, that. you have to have a good sense of who you are to deal with the bullshit. Because otherwise, it's like, there's a lot of artists out here who it's like they're trying to figure out who they are through their art. There's nothing wrong with that. But you have to be grounded in some sense of being like, you can't be manipulated by folks who are lost, Yeah, you know, putting that on you. Or trying to hold safe space for them because they can't fucking figure it out. Yeah, I always say to people, yeah. like, look, I'll be as black as you need me to be. That's exactly right. And yeah. then that shuts them right up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. No, Hold on, it, what's it, that it, mean? I'm sure it happens for all of us, especially me and you, Big Jeremy. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. we're approachable. Yeah. You know, quote, quotes in the air. <laughs> Are you really, <laughs> though? Oh, shit. Oh, no. am, I, am I black enough for you? Am I black yeah. enough for you? Is this black enough for you? You know, <laughs> shit. Yeah. But when people, when people do go there, mm-hmm. they go there... You know, you not only got the people in the music, and you got the people. You got our, you got our own people. Yes. Who sit yes. there and think we should tail them along with us, and that just that's not just music. That's everywhere. Mm-hmm. But in music, yeah. and when people think because you got because you they heard your voice on the on the on the internet, mm-hmm. or they heard your voice on a you know on a playback or something. They think you got money because your oh, voice is out. Yeah. Your voice is yeah. out there. I, I can you tell know? even from family, it's like because of the different industries that I'm in. It's like. They don't realize that the money I get from this job goes into the money that I'm putting into my music career. It's like it's I'm making less money because I'm putting it in different areas. But, you know, you say, oh, I've got these albums and I'm doing this and I worked on this show. And it's like, oh, she got guap. You know, it's like, but no, that's, no, that's no. not you, it at you, all. You're hitting that rainbow wheel. Every every, yeah. every every stream is a different color and it turns yeah. into a rainbow. And you're a hamster just running that oh, motherfucker. It's like I wake <laughs> up and it's, yeah, I just hit the pavement till the sun goes down for real. Because at the end of the day, you still got to eat, and people don't understand that. Just because your your voice is yes. out in the in the stratosphere doesn't mean you you eating. No, you know? it means no. you're taking like a cut, you, like that's a cut. You know, like the streaming. It's like I'll get my stats, and it's like, yeah, that's cool. Okay, forty bucks. That's great. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. It's like I got a sixth of a cent. You know, but that's that's the way the game is. So. Yes, it is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We should listen to the track. Yeah, let's oh, check yeah. that track out real quick. I'm down with that. And this is Silk Pillowcase. This is Silk Pillowcase, which was the final track on the last EP 555. We'll take a break. So many thoughts in my head Question, to put it bluntly What the hell do I do wrong? What the hell do I do right? Guess I'll find out within this song Pressure, darling, pressure Like a diamond in the rough Pressure Darling, pressure, welcome, forgiveness. Well, that's enough. Well, that's enough. Diamond in 
Silk pillowcase. God, that was beautiful. That was Thank really, you. That was really good, girl. Thank you very good. much. Yeah. Stay tuned for part two of K Radio coming up next week on the Black Hour. The Revolution.